This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Those beers are cold? Yep. Wait, in, in the cooler? Yes. Right, which which one am I drinking? The blue one, uh, probably the iguana bait is probably the one. That, it's a it's a soft starter. Either the craft beer generation of our time. All right, cool. Yeah. FYI, the podcast has started, so oh, welcome to Connected by Water. <laughs> we <laughs> we're here today with a very good friend of mine, Micah Gardner. Even open it for you. Barstool sailor, sunshine billionaire himself, and um, it's ten something in the morning. And cheers. Cheers. Right. And also, I'm sick, so, so I won't be drinking. We'll That'll make you feel better. This is my medicine. <laughs> what am I drinking here? Iguana. Uh, it's a honey hibiscus colch. A colch. A colch. I just had one of those. Yeah. I had Papa's last weekend. They're Was nice it last weekend? I can't remember. Road sort of. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a sneaking right over there. There you. Oh, there look, you go. what a beautiful voice you have. There so you yeah, go. you got to be kind of close, mm-hmm. or else no one's gonna hear you. Very bad moment right we there. We want to hear you, Micah. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. So this is a coal show. We just had one of these at Papa's. Not one of these, but similar. And I thought that was a very good beer. So yeah, it's a good. It's a good morning beer. Yeah. Oh, nice and light. Very good. Something tells me I needed to bring paper towels onto this podcast. So it could go that way. Yeah. So how are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank I'm you good. for driving up from Isla Mirada this morning. Thanks for having me. I'm super grateful to be here. Yeah. I'm. Enjoyed looking at your studio and going through some of the stuff you're working on, and uh, you know the relief program for the Abacos and stuff. Yep. Show me some of that it was that was beautiful because I think right now that's a that's something that should be on our minds and yep. you know make a difference. Yeah, you know, do something good. Absolutely, a little closer than on the mic. Right just, there, there you go. Just like switch it towards you. We're good. Um, yeah, no, we did a shirt for them and we raised about a ton of money. And you know, I mean, it's not about us. It's about I mean, it's about everyone pitched in. And yeah. bought the shirts. You know, I can design a shirt. I can put a post up on Facebook and yay. But it's really the people that sucked it up and bought the shirts. Those are the heroes. Uh, there's a lot and of folks down in the Keys that are, are uh, you know, 
from the Bahamas, and they can trace back to a lot of their, their lineage and the conks and the folks down there. And that still exists, which is kind of nice about a yeah. community in the islands and stuff. Yeah, you're a conk for sure. Um, Not me. Well, I mean, you're, you're yeah. kind of like an adopted one, I think. No? You got to get a piece of paper from Key West to show that you really are an adopted conk. Is that how that works? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, some of my friends, if you, they're in their house, they have the, uh, the honorary conks. And uh, I'm, I'm not there yet, but a couple more songs. Okay. Yeah, Is Eakin a conk? You know, Eakin's a Pomponian. A Pomponian? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's from... Gotcha. Yeah, but him and, and No Name Key. Yeah. Okay. So uh, hopefully he'll get a chance to come up here and hang out with you guys because the fishing that you guys have been talking about is wonderful. And it's nice to hear it from a totally different point of view because when you're yeah. on a boat with your chartering, you're fishing the whole time. And you don't get to hear what's going through the captain's heads and the, and the mates. Yeah, it's easy drinking. Easy drinking. A good way to start the day. Yeah, I was trying to get Dave on the podcast. Um, he said, yeah, I'll do it, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and then we'll see. For those of you guys who don't know who Dave is, Dave is Tidal Wave Dave. Tidal Wave Dave. Yeah, Dave Eakin. He works down at the government center. He's a lobster, conch migration, studying biologist. He's a biologist, biologist right? yeah. 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 And uh, super smart. Good guy. Yeah. And an expert fisherman, diver, and yes. a master Chef, diver. Chef, yeah. traveler. He's an yeah. interesting dude. We like bringing the Renaissance men on the show. Yeah. Um, we had Michael Landrish on not too long ago talking about... Um, He's a former firefighter turned marine art photographer, and was um, he the guy with the big beard? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so he, he <laughs> I um, liked the beard. He came like, in to talk about the Hemingway, his love for Hemingway. We both have yeah. a love for Hemingway. You, you have a love for Hemingway. Um, so yeah, he talked about. It. He was in the contest. Yeah, he looked so, like him. When yeah, he was that was the first time he did it. So yeah. I guess he's gonna well, keep doing it. He's got well, some I good hope photography. He I hope he keeps going with it. That's he's really an amazing nice. photographer. Yeah. Um, how about a song? You want to play music? Yeah. Bring noise. Yeah, it always kind of warms things up. Dun, dun, dun. I have my, I got my uke on the table. I don't think I'm going to touch it, though, because you're probably going to sound really good, and then I'm going to be like, yeah, no, I'm, so inclined, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all, I like when people jam together. It's fun. All right, sorry, it's a little tight over there. Oh, no, I'm chubby. What was it? Built for comfort, not for speed? Right, built for comfort, not for speed. Two of us. So... Yeah. All right. You're such a former educator. Are you educating now? Are you still teaching at all? Nah, my last teaching position, I, I worked in a, in a Montessori slash, uh, like, Reggio Emilio Waldorf uh, preschool up okay. in Asheville. And uh, it was a, a, like an LGBT safe zone called uh, Rainbow Community School. Those kids must have loved you. Well, you know. Yeah, they I was, did. I was more the dude who, behind the scenes, changing the... You sing songs for them? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah red come books, on. you know, all that stuff. Not every teacher brings a guitar to work. Yeah, well, and or brings a guitar and leaves it in the corner, and then they get to play. That it, right. it was awesome. Good I always experience. think about that scene in Airplane, right? There is only <laughs> one river. <laughs> there's, there's bad movies made about teachers who play guitar now. Yeah. You know. Well, but it was good, and um, I learned a lot more from them because uh, writing kids' books or trying to focus on writing stories that are for little kids as well as for you know songs for older people you have to saturate yourself in their environment and just observe what makes them laugh what makes them tick and so uh that's kind of what prompted me to take the position as well as you know being involved with the kids and doing something positive and it was nice it was a good experience yeah, cool. i think you do that for adults too i do kind of like feel them out and see what make them taking and play to the crowd and all that yeah, yeah. and yeah. i and i like playing uh for you know, people of all ages 
And that's what I think. Well, you know. Children of all ages. Children of all ages. <laughs> no beer involved in preschool, though, you know. All right, Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. All right, let's see what I can do here. This is, I'm going to move this one around here. And this is do whatever a, you got to do. This is a song called The Sunshine Billionaire. Cool. Oh, dancing in the tall grass Grave a little heavy just waiting on another show Mmm, it's good to be back home You know, a man come up, said, isn't it a pity that I can't find a job Need a new place to go And so I said, let's go where everything is warmer It's always warmer Every day of the year, every day of the year a good time right around every corner Oh, John is a, a sunshine billionaire mm-hmm. Good to be back home So I'm going to shorten this one a little bit because it's, it's like the 18-minute analysis of the restaurant version right here Take your time, brother I'm drinking beer oh, This is when I need a straw <laughs> We out love those, those. Don't do them. Mm-hmm. And now you're dancing in the warm sand, sun-loving hippie, waiting on another show. Oh, it's good to be back. Lord, it's good to be back. So good to be back home. And when you're back, the sun's always shining. Always shining Every day of the year And every day of the year Good times all right around every corner Oh, Dennis is a sunshine billionaire And are you a sunshine billionaire? But it is so good to be back Lord, it's good to be back Ah, you know it's so good When you get out of that card sound road Ah, the 18-mile stretch to be back home. Mm-hmm. Ow! Oh, it's like oh, goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. brother. Thanks. Fun song. How long have you been doing that song for? That's a classic Micah song right there. I wrote that one in 2008. Beautiful. Yeah, I was coming back from uh, just, I was driving around the country, picking up shows as I went, uh, a lot of couch surfing, meeting up with friends I hadn't seen, and uh, I got to, uh, <laughs> I got to about Asheville, and mm-hmm. I was camping with my dog and realized I didn't have enough money to get home, and so a friend of mine named Tom Smith, who lives in, uh, in Isla Mirada, he's got a couple of restaurants, Meat is one of them, and back at the time it was called Tasters, and I called him up, I said, hey man, I'm going to be pulling in on fumes. And uh, if you could book me that night, uh, I would love it because I could start, you know, the season. And he said, I'll give you this much money, but if you show up, you have to have a new song. So I was driving. I got to, like, Valdosta, Georgia, and I was hanging out in an Applebee's and wrote it real quick and got back in the car and memorized it, pulled out of the car and played it. It was so good to be back off the road. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And that's one of the things I love about you so much. I mean, obviously, we've known each other a long time. Um, So I've seen different stages of Micah and progressions and, but oh, you've sure. always been that at your core, like the, that person. 
Oh, just traveling or no, no, just like that that sense of outlook on life. Yeah, every day is that's be always good. who you've been, you know. Yeah. Um. So to take it back a little bit, right? yeah, I want to talk. Let's go way, way back. Uh oh. Right. Let's let's start from the beginning, Micah. In the beginning. <clears throat> um. Formal former high school educator, also a Gibbonite, yes. right? Fellow alumni. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a nice that's a nice place to go to high school. Nice place to go to high school. Yeah. You know. Um and then uh you were a coach, a track coach there, or cross country or track? So mostly cross country and tra- long distance runners. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know much about the sprinting and the, the other events. So we always had different coaches in track to do that. And uh but mostly the long distance running stuff. I could relate to people who like to get out and go for a, a jog. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to Gibbons, you graduated from Gibbons and then you went to UM? I did. I did. I was. Uh, I keep bringing hurricanes on the show, John. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, which was also an incredible experience because um, they gave me a they gave me a scholarship to go run track for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to win the state meet in '87 for cross country, and um, Tony Caballero at the time was their coach, and and uh, they had a real good football team from '88 to '92. I was there, and you and, think. A little bit, and uh, it was you know successful. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, they had other sports that they needed to fill in the gap. And cross country and track happened to be one of them. And they were kind enough to give me some uh, some years, and I ended up with a degree in history, uh, secondary ed, and a minor in English. And so I took that and became a high school teacher for a while. Right, and that's another another place where we relate because I'm a huge history buff. Yeah, that, that was always my. I mean, math was never my thing, but yeah. art and history were always my two like. That's my lane. Sure. You know? sure. And um, which makes the mint thing kind of cool. Yeah. Because I'm now like doing like historical things with my yeah. work. Which, By the way, you, you know, are super amazing. Stop. And no, no, no. My brother, Greg, and you guys went to high school together. So your yes. name has been floating and meeting you over the years. And it's just like, wow, there's people on this planet that are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And they're good at it and they care about the community. And I think we all can learn a little bit from that. And it just kind of trickles down to different people when you meet them and you see it. And, um, you know, not just having this room to do it within, but in your own life, you've been doing it for years and your wife, Liz is fantastic. And mm-hmm. I know that over the time that we've been friends, you've never faltered on who you are. And that's a, uh, that's something that you can, you can't find very often in human beings. Cause there's always that one moment where you kind of go, okay, this is a, a phase and your phase has always been a trajectory of going positive. It's really cool. I appreciate that. Really. Um, <clears throat> that does mean a lot. Um, thank you. Um, you know, during the course of my, well, all right, let me rephrase that. I want to say during the course of my career, I think during the course of people's lives, I think that a lot of people get sidetracked and they get stuck. And we talked about my lane. You get stuck in this lane that's very <coughs> safe and it's very comfortable and it's a good life and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but really um you know is that your calling your vocation like where you're supposed to be like I worked I mean I was always in the creative I always did creative yeah like even in my old job I worked that job in the music business is the music business so it was awesome Mm -hmm. um I loved my job I loved the people I worked with I did not have to have a shitty life there at all you know what I mean it was good you know but my passion was always running my own studio, doing my own work, doing right. my own painting, the whole thing like that. So yeah. I needed to really kind of do that for myself and follow that path and that dream. But I very well could have stayed and been a lifer there. Um, yeah. But, and I think a lot of people, yeah. they, they find them and they build their life and then they look back and they go, oh, okay, there is that one thing I always wanted to do, but this is a good life. You know what I mean? So if you want to, 
be the one that takes that leap. And then you just got to keep your eyes on the prize and keep your focus there. And it will happen if you do that. You know, what's funny about it is having that, that focus takes a lot of energy. Tons. Yeah, and, and you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, I've, I've expended as much as I possibly can in this creative outlet, but I need more. And, uh, and sometimes it's actually pulling back and doing less. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that led me to music from teaching and from being a coach is I was doing it to a certain extent and then uh, realized that that wasn't where my energy was going to be focused the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And so changing it and trying to find something else positive. Um, one of the first things I did when I got back to the Keys was uh, I used to take uh, people out of Robbie's Marina, do eco tours and talk about the environment and how you know fragile it was. And it all kind of related directly back to being a teacher. And I think that's kind of, my life goal is you through music, writing songs that kind of help you to learn a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly positive or in your face, but throwing something in there that kind of adds to the moment. Sure. And um, you're like a creative communicator. Yeah. You know, Somewhat, you know. Uh, my brother Greg calls me a casual observer of change. And so <laughs> I can sort of write songs about what's, you know, the keys move so slow, but your brother's so always been great with words. He is brilliant. That yeah. dude is. He's been, he's always great with a lot of things, but yeah. particularly very good with words. Yeah, I can name a few things he's not good with, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Trust me, we all <laughs> know what Greg's not good at. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Love well, you, I'm, Greg. And uh, I'm, I'm just real grateful and fortunate to have this life the way it's going right now. It's yeah, for really sure. Beautiful. Well, you made the leap, right? You, you kind of like said, you know, you, what is a Mark Twain always says? Cast <clears throat> off the. Well, actually, I was. You know, was, there's a whole Mark Twain quote on yeah. uh, set the sails, cast the ropes, and blah blah blah. Take the anchor off the bow, whatever, however it goes, and follow, oh, Mark. follow it. He was always saying funny things. Mark's a good dude. We <laughs> hang out sometimes. Oh, Samuel. Yeah. The crazy part about uh, what I was thinking is that I um, I didn't plan on being a musician. It just sort of happened. Uh, and within one four-month period, I had a uh, I, my, my lower back broke, had surgery. The teaching position kind of was too much energy. I couldn't t- uh do cross country and track. Is that anymore. what happened? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Carnegie Tide was doing real well, and and Andy and all those guys. Andy Patterson was a person I was I was writing yeah. lyrics for his music at the time, and we were doing very well and starting to have a name in the town. But um, physically, my back went, and uh, recovering time took a little longer. And by the time the school year was over, Andy and I we were all talking. He says, "Why don't you just go down to the Keys for a year and?" You know, I'm, so I'm self-taught on the guitar. When I turned 30, I just kind of picked it up and really sort of focused on it until I had a real teacher. Um, but that's kind of, that was the path that led me back down there was not something that I was thinking about for years. It was just literally like a two, three-month moment. And then to have the band that I was in uh, be successful without me in it because I wrote the lyrics and, and sang for them, but they had other people who could sing and, and perform the shows and continue going forward. And in the meantime, I kind of ducked out and went down there to recover what was going to be a year turned into 19. So and I'm still, you know, recovering. Terrible. Yeah, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was, everything happens for a reason and you just, you got to make the best of the moment. And I couldn't run anymore, which I loved uh, competing in 5Ks and 10Ks. But uh, when I couldn't physically do that, I had all this extra time on my hands and I thought, put it into the guitar and put it into music and lyrics and poetry and art. Hell, I might as well go to the keys and play guitar. You could do it. Yeah. Nice. Just next time, bring a harmonica, though. You know, you got to have I'm a harmonica. I'm so upset at myself, really. Um, yeah, I'm, that's a, I'm very mad yeah, that I'm bring my harmonicas today. So, Well, the so next you, time you're down, come down and bring some, some instruments. We'll jam out. It'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. I got my ukulele, but I don't think I can hang with you. Ah, on, uh, 
think Vance Joy might have stole something from you. Yeah, maybe. That guy. So, anyway. So, you got, what's that dog on you? Ah, so dog, you brought a dog with you. I did. Brought a dog. Brought props. Um, so, this was, uh, this was Pepper. And he was my buddy on stage for about 14 years. And if you listen to some of the lyrics of my songs, mm-hmm. he pops in quite a bit. And, and uh, yeah, it was a real good, uh, real good companion to hang out with and play music. And uh, up until the last couple of years, I never had a leash on him. And mm-hmm. we went up to Maine seven, eight times in a row and down through the Keys and all over the place. And that was my, my, my travel companion. So yeah. he's kind of here with us all the time. Yeah, he was and, a good dog. Yeah. He was a good dog. It's nice you take him with you. Yeah, this is what I hang on the microphone, kind of. So I have a little bit of uh, playing solo for a lot of years. is is a uh, it's weird, you know. You're four hours having a one sided conversation with a gigantic metal penis in your face. <laughs> you know, it's really kind of. You need to feel like you got a dog with me, you know. And, yeah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all well, in your all, your dog is your soulmate. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Yeah, you know, like really, it's like it's like that extension of you. It's like your your satellite. Yes. You know what I mean? And he still hangs around. He's waiting for me to be in a position in life to get another dog, and he'll probably show up and help me find that new dog. And yeah. One of those things. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Good. It's good to have a dog. Do you have a dog? I've, I've, I've never been without a dog my entire life. That's awesome. Like, I've, I've always, you know, I mean, there's obviously those gaps between dogs, but there's always, yeah. like, usually for me it doesn't last that long. I'm just like, you know, it, yeah. it's a void in my life that I need. I have to have filled. Are you a cat person? All right, so I'm not a cat person, <laughs> but I am Things now. to learn about Dennis. Yeah, yes. but, I, but I am now because um, Liz is fostering kittens, okay. right, which we've brought up. I think we brought up on the last episode with, with we're keeping cupcake. Like keeping I found, cupcake. Keeping cupcake, right? It's the sweetest little kitten. But um, she like it's like something that she feels she needs to do for herself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we got five kittens. It's either kittens. that or another kid. Yeah. No, Go with the cat. We're done. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we already have two cats and a dog, Yeah, but that wasn't enough for her. She needed to foster five more little tiny kittens. Have you discovered Zantac? Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, so I, I fell in love with them because they're like, I wish they could stay that small Mm -hmm. all the time. Like they're like little mice running around with personalities and stuff. And it's cool. I'm like, man, if you guys could only just stay this big, I would keep all five of you. But they're gonna turn into like monsters, big mad yeah. cats. They're gonna take over the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but can... I don't know. I don't mind cats. I mean, I never really was like, a, it was never really like a thing with me. Um, but I never hated them. Yeah. You know. What I mean? So, I guess that's what really opened up to me, opened me up to be like, actually, when I met my wife, she's like, no, we're having cats. Yeah. It really wasn't up to me. Yeah. Chickens. But, What's up with that now? Everybody wants chickens. Yeah, you my know? brother has chickens. I live in a condo. I gotta get a chicken. You yeah, know? my brother has chickens. He lives in Bradenton. Yeah, chickens. So they are... can stay over there. No, it's not for me. Um, cats are interesting. They uh, they do have a different personality musically too. Mm-hmm. You know, they let you know when the song's not good. Dogs, they can sit through anything. Right, they cats tolerate. Cats will leave it. the room. That's true. <laughs> That's why dogs are better than cats. <laughs> I do because they'll be loyal to you yes. like that. Funny story are. about a cat. So, um, um, when I was uh, a teenager. I was lucky enough to live on an old Hatteras at uh, the Atlantic Bridge that you just redid. And I haven't been down there. Since I'm here today, I haven't been out of the Keys Oh, you're going to check it out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. by the sands and check out that thing. And is the Helen S still, still there? Is that no, the Helen S actually just left like two weeks ago. For real? Yeah, it's going to be like a crabbing boat now. Huh. Okay. At least that's what I heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Glad Fish still, City I'm, Pride's there. Fish City Pride's still the, there? The, yeah. Yeah. The, the Skip and them, they still run that daily. There was a... Um, so I guess Merritt Boatyard was over here, and 
And then my buddy, Tidal Wave Dave's house was over in Lighthouse Point. And uh, I lived on a canal, well, same size as I get the Merits. Was it, mm-hmm. across the street. Uh, 16th Street? Uh, 20, 24th Court or 25th. Okay. And so, a couple of blocks north. Yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, it was like a fun neighborhood, but there was mm-hmm. always boats around. So I remember uh, my buddy Bill would show up and he'd grab a, uh, he had an old McKee craft, like an 81. That's a great boat. Wonderful boat. And yeah. uh, it was something about going to Cardinal Gibbons by boat. You know, mm-hmm. he would pick you up and zip down the intercoastal back when you can kind of still get there. Mm-hmm. This is not a bad way to you know do things. I just moved from California, so I was newly experiencing all of this. And Tidal Wave Dave's house was over behind the Ping Church and um, Bill's Palace. They had a old Hatteras that they lived on. And so I split my time through high school in between the two places. Tidal Wave Dave had a house in, on No Name Key that his parents had purchased the land after the Bay of Pigs invasion. And so they had all this acreage down so they could build homes. They were hoping that the electricity was going to be pumped in. Right. So they, did they consciously like, Oh, Bay of Pigs, it's my house. I don't, that wasn't, <laughs> that actually kind of came about later. I, I did a paper on the no name pub at university of Miami. Right. And I, so I was living at their house and learning more about the history and the, the old hermit that lived out in the no name key and all this stuff. And they, but they trained for the Bay of Pigs invasion out there and you, there were still trip wires that had been cut, you know, to make them safe. All these little trails that would take you through these back parts and stuff. Uh, so my first experiences were going from uh, Pompano. They sold the Hatteras and they bought a boat in Lower Matacumbe, or bought a house mm-hmm. in like 85, 86. So we started going down there at the time. And that was how it all started for me going down to the Keys was with my two buddies, Tidal Wave Dave and Bill French and yeah. their families. Nice people. Yeah. So Bill uh, became a Navy SEAL and unfortunately not not here with us anymore he was seal Ooh. team five he went to Gardner gibbons graduated with us and his family was super instrumental in my whole florida keys experience tidal wave dave and his family definitely brought me to a different side of the lower keys but isla Morada was all about the french family and um, our class of like 88 a lot of them used to go down there and hang out and party and fish and just get away and it was sort of an open door policy for everybody but uh um when he asked he, he left me his uh, cat so that was how I, and I'm allergic to cats. So at gotcha. 20, 22 years old, all of a sudden I end up with this cat that he got from a friend his sophomore year. And it was like a house cat that was outside. And uh, the cat lived to be 22. And uh, wow. so I and how old was he when you, you got him? Uh, the cat was probably, it's teens, early teens. Well, so you got him 2000. a good chunk of his life. Yeah. Her name was Jamesina. It means Jamesina. De- yeah. Satan kitty. The cat would hide underneath the bed. Satan and, kitty? Yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was truly terrifying when you would get up to go to the bathroom and then you ever, when you're a little kid and you have to run and jump onto the bed because yeah. you think there's a monster. There really was one. <laughs> and it was this cat. And, and she would run out and grab your ankles and start biting you. And, oh, you know, it was, uh, Mike but, Fortune's cat, Puck, was like that. I was definitely afraid of this cat. Yeah, there's certain cats that yeah. just know when you're afraid. Yeah. This one did. Everything. Beat up my dog once. You would Really? Yeah, she kicked his ass terrible <laughs> I felt bad for my dog it was like, like oh. this cat would just look at me and go oh. yeah. and you just <laughs> don't touch my painting hand kitty <laughs> yeah yeah leave this one here yeah. and we're good it's all swollen so um you've written a lot of songs about mostly the keys right half of them half of them yeah half, right? half of them were about um uh, you know, more introspective sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, when you're playing in a tourist area, you you don't, I didn't get a chance to perform those as often. Mm-hmm. When I go on the road and go north to Maine and I hit the coastlines and get into a little more like, I don't want to say a deeper environment, but there's something about the Keys where people, from what I've, you know, experienced, you know, if, if a family 
does 50 years of hard work, you know, in, in Ohio or something, and they, they save their money, they come down. The last thing I want to do is bum them out and play some of these, like, deep, meaningful things. So I try to keep it light. Mm-hmm. And uh, those songs are, are fun. But uh, I, I kind of get torn once in a while between wanting to be, like, an artiste and then other times being like, I'm entertaining these people, and they're going to have a blast, and they're going to go home with some good memories. You know, it's funny you bring that up because we face that challenge here a lot. Sure. Where it's like, okay, when I walk into the studio, I'm like, do I want to follow my heart today or do I want to knock off this project list? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, well, you How, make money. What were you, you thinking this morning, man? Actually, you know what I was thinking this morning? I'm like, man, these allergy pills and ibuprofen and everything better kick in because I feel like dog shit. Oh. Mike is on his way. No, I'm feeling man. good now. That's so okay. Everything all, kicked in. If and you I got, got more of those, I'll share it. Let's just all get all, <laughs> allergy down, man. Yeah, yeah, no. We're, we're all good. We're all good. Well, thank you for calling me to come on up and, and be a part of this because I, uh, first of all, I, I'm very fascinated with where South Florida is going as a historian and taking, you know, a peek and having been gone from this area for almost two decades and coming mm-hmm. back up here and seeing it from a totally different perspective. Hey, I really what's your take not, on that? Um, I'm going to find out more today as I drive around and see things because I, yeah. I, I don't want to oversimplify because a lot of my friends that we've all grown up together and some people that are still here and are still experiencing Florida and, and Fort Lauderdale and Pompano and, and Miami and are absolutely in love with it, there's a reason for that because it doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet. This is a very unique environment. And I think it takes a certain personality to to see that and absorb it and make it their family and stay and make it a home, you know, and that's something that I really respect. I'm I'm originally from Southern California and uh, as a kid, we moved a lot into different places. So my, uh, I get itchy feet, and I always enjoy coming back here and seeing it. But I don't know if I could move back at this point. It's it's really congested and it's very and congested now. Yeah. yeah, and but any place that's beautiful and, and popular, that's going to happen. The keys now are are seeing it more and more. Um, just to, to go eight miles couple months ago took me two and a half hours. You know, yeah, to, I think the rest of the world's finally finding out what we already knew the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, for better or for worse. But, uh, the TDC you know. did a hell of a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, I hope, you know, Pompano's going through a transformation mm-hmm. right now. Um, a good one, a yep. positive one. I mean, they're doing a lot of great things for the town, and, like, art is at the forefront of, sure. of their transition and their transformation. <laughs> and, and I hope, the only hope I have for it is that they don't lose sight of what Pompano is. Mm-hmm. And they don't try to like, I don't know, knock to Fort Lauderdale, but it's very citified, especially like East Fort Lauderdale, you know, and, um, you know. yeah, I haven't been up here in so long. I have, I've truly yeah. tried to drive around. I don't recognize much and which is, I just, I just don't want them to like over, um, urbanize it, like citify it and make it too modern. Like there's a certain charm and character to Pompano. And that's why we designed the bridge the way it did, but just fish all over because that's really to me speaks yeah. to the soul of the town yeah and the people that live there that's why they live in pompano yeah um but i just i just hope that they keep it in check and still and well, i think they're doing a pretty good job at it from the conversations that i've had sounds like you might be in a position to help that yeah well we're trying yeah. i mean you know we're trying to stay involved you know we're, we're you know i got the the mayor of pompano beach and um the head of the Pompano CRA are actually coming on the podcast awesome. here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to have just some discussions about the direction and, um, 
Well, if you and those guys it, are really great to work with. Yeah, you know? and if you believe it can be, and you visualize it and focus, and that's what you want it to become, and enough people believe in that vision, it's just going to happen, yeah. which is great. Well, you look historically throughout time, being a history person, um, you know, when you look at, you know, the ancient ruins or old Rome or, you know, and you know, even, you know, modern American history, as short as it's been, um, the first thing you look for, you look to, to tell you the story of history is the art. Yeah. Uh, go inside the cave. Right. Um, and, and uh, exactly. And, uh, and I just really, you know, sometimes I wonder like when you go to those places though, and you look around, you're like, where's the bathroom? Or for the cave? Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, I would imagine it was a, yeah. Pretty crowded in those spots. A little bit. <laughs> First thing I do when I'm driving, I'm like, my God, man, there's got to be a lot of bathrooms around here. You going to play more songs for us today? Yeah, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Don't, better, let, don't let me interrupt you from drinking the beer, though. Um, well, no, there's no interruption there. Um, Iguana bait. I like that beer. Honey hibiscus kolsch. They have some, some ideas that are really fun, too. They got a critter. Oh, that's a good song. Um, so I have a, uh, did I put this back down to get closer? Sorry. Barstool Sailor. So what did you just played a festival, didn't you? Uh, kind of. Yeah. We did a fundraiser for Hopetown on uh Saturday. Oh, okay. How'd it go? It was good until the, until the hurricane force winds and weather. Yeah, it was up. really windy last week. Yeah came in and it, 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 they finally had to call it about four o'clock but my buddy Wood Campbell does those things all the time he's one of those guys that he sees a need in the town and he jumps at the chance and hire, gets everybody involved in the community and I like that guy he's cool if you get a chance to come down to Isla Mirada meet Wood he's a he's Wood a, Campbell Wood Campbell shout out to Wood yeah Fuzzy Buddha Productions he's a nice cat he uh and he also used to uh, be the stage manager for the Marley Fest for like 10 12 years and mm-hmm. he's just he's just very calming Easy going when he and when it comes to music, he knows how to do sound and stuff. Oh, nice! So there's a song called "The Last Keys Critter." Okay. Um the the book to, that I've been working on for years, Humphrey the Manatee. Um, mm-hmm. It's with Lemmy Fishmore. Lemmy Fishmore is the last keys critter, mm-hmm. and this is a it's kind of a weird song. It started off uh, there's a place called Bud and Mary's Marina in Isla Mirada where I used to hang and practice all the time. And in the back there, they had guys they called the barn dogs. And instead of hiring dogs to to keep people from breaking in and stealing lower units and, you know, doing stuff, they had this dude named Sparrow. Um, His real name was something else, but that was his nickname. And he had all of his buddies that were really kind of rough. But once you got to hang out with them, they were nice, you know, people. But you just, the initial contact was like, don't mess with those dudes right there. And uh, so, like, literally when you walk in the boat barn, you would see these heads pop up out of the boats because they were sleeping on the boats that they were working on. And they would be in their sleeping bags and just, you know, six pack and uh, some smokes. And you just, you, you know, it's me. Don't, <laughs> don't right. no need to come on down. And there was this one guy, his name was Little Kenny. And Little Kenny was the dock master at Whale Harbor for many years. And everybody knew him from there. And he lived in the mangroves. And he had this path through the mangroves to his little, uh, his little hut. And it was just loaded with sabiki hooks. And uh, one time he'd had a couple That's cocktails. a booby trap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so one day he didn't show up for work. And the next day he didn't show up for work. And finally someone said, we need to go check on little Kenny. And and they went and found him. And he was all stuck, like, help. No. Help. Oh, yeah. Like a puppet? Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> so, uh. So, oh, so little kid, he was, he was cool, man. And he was, um, he was a golden gloves boxer from Canada and he came down and he was kind of hiding out in the keys. He was just doing his thing and just want to be left alone. And then one day he, he just didn't wake up. And so, uh, 
there's always celebrations of life in the, the Lorelei and, you know, we all get together and, and uh, tip our rum and stuff. And so I thought I would write a song for it. Well, I, I ended up writing a song that ended up becoming a kid song, but it's actually about a celebration of life. So it's, uh, it's kind of strange, but it works. All right. All right, let's try this again. Let's have it. All right. Got a Hemingway beard and a sunburned brain. He's got a coconut, a helmet, and a bamboo cane. He's got all those papers to prove he's positively insane. There goes the last keys critter leaving on a conk train. Some pineapple hands and flip flop feet. Oh, yo, ho, raccoon eyes and the barracuda teeth. Our buddy is living life at six knots, out fishing the sea, born a little shaggy and stained. Where there goes the last keys critter. Yes, the last keys critter. There goes the last keys critter leaving on a calm train. Well, he might be pulling traps out back He's leaning over the rail Dressed in that weathered suit That he bought from a man A man named Mr. Fred Neal Everybody keeps on talking about Fred <laughs> Now, Fred Neal was a guy that used to live in New York City Played a place called the Glasslight Glasslight? Gaslight Lounge Wrote a song called Everybody's Talking About Me I'm Gonna Go Where the Weather Suits My Clothes Remember that one? In the Pouring Rain It's a good song <laughs> Well he's got Vietnam tattoos And the Papa Joe clothes and blues he is a real McCoy car between a catch-22 Oh, but he's got all those papers to prove Ah, oh, Henry, every day Let me fish more says Oh, I got a Hemingway beard and a sunburned brain Coconut, a helmet, and a bamboo cane Pineapple hands and flip-flop feet Raccoon eyes and barracuda teeth That's the last key's critter there goes the last Keys Critters. Oh, there goes the last Keys Critter leaving on a conk train. Yes, he's got the Hemingway beard and a sunburned brain. Coconut, a helmet, and a bamboo cane. Pineapple hands and flip-flop feet. Raccoon eyes and some barracuda teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, when we first concepted this connected by water podcast, um, <clears throat> you were one of the first people that I had in mind oh. for asking to come on the show. I'm like, yeah, we can, 
we can bring this person on. They can talk about yeah. this. We can bring this trip. We can bring Mike on. He can play guitar. I love like, it. We want it to be all about, you know, just life and the culture and, you know, the whole scene behind the scene and everything like that. And you coming on and playing right now, I'm like getting goosebumps. I'm like, man, this is that's exactly yeah. what we had planned for this whole thing. And that was beautiful, man. We've that was created great. a good thing and we are going to share it. Yeah. It's fun and it, it'll inspire people from years from now to do the same thing and hopefully keep it going positive because, man, there's so much a bummer to, that's existing right now that music and art, this is, uh, this isn't what we should be doing. Well, that's yeah. the same. You don't focus on that negative. You just focus on, you know, yeah. blossoming and grow where you're planted. My mom always used to tell me that. Grow yeah. where you're planted. Like, you don't need to go, like, to New York or no. some other place to for that place to find you. You got to find the place. And nothing's going to happen without you. You know what I mean? So you might as well just put it right where you're at and then sing or play or right. create or do whatever, you know what I mean? You need to do where you're at. Yeah. And volunteering time, community and your friends and, and is so important and it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, even need it one day a year, you know, that's better than, than better not. None. And, uh, and sometimes I, I, I look at the world and I think that you have a, you have an opportunity. Everybody does to make a, make a better moment. And it, it starts with ourselves to be the best people we can be. And mm -hmm. from there, it's easy to kind of contribute what else is going on. But who knows? Who knows what's next? You know. But in the meantime, this is a uh, this is the path that we're carving, and we're gonna go forward with it. For you sure. man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, How you doing, John? You liking the music so far? Yes, very yeah, much. Very much. He's I'm, an interesting... I'm nice and relaxed this morning. Yeah, Mike yeah. is an interesting yeah. cat, isn't he? Very um, much. You know, I think music is a lot like the color of the water. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the greatest singer, and I'm not the best guitar player, but there's a tone that you can find in the show. And when I travel up north and people are that can't afford to come to the Keys and they can't afford to come to South Florida and I find myself in, you know, Kentucky or something and, I, and I'll play these, these songs and I can see the people, folks will relax. And you only get so many heartbeats before it's over. So if you can slow them down for a couple of hours, you might gain a couple moments of your life that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of fun. So. It's an outstanding way to look at it, you know. And, you know, in a similar way, we look at, you know, I look at my art the same way. I can draw and paint a lot of things. They choose to paint, you know, fish and mm. create that mood and that atmosphere. When people look at a painting, they could be like, "Yeah, that's that's where I want to be." Yeah, you know, there that that's that's where my soul is at right there. You know, and if people can connect with you, you know, through your art, um, and you all can have that perspective for that moment. Sure, worth every penny, worth Break every your moment. butt off all day in an office and come home and look at one of your paintings and go. Yeah, it's worth it. I'm going to be doing that soon again. Yeah. Or, you know, I can't do it this particular moment, but this brings me to it. And that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. A celebration of the place you want to be. Yeah. You know, for sure. A lot of movement in that one. That's good. Yeah. That's, um, that's an adaptation or, or rendition of what's on the bridge or a part of it. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we had one of our, um, our rap and our partners, Image Graphics, come in and they said, yeah, put it up. You know, you know, one of the things that's kind of funny, I, I called Greg. I said, hey, man. Can you mean something on Dennis? And he's like, what do you mean? Oh. <laughs> and so he goes, no, call, call Aaron Palazzo. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. and I didn't, but um, it's kind of cool that you're doing this minting thing when you were right. the treasurer of your high school class. Um, yeah, I was, well, that was early on. And then I ended up being student council president yeah, man. at senior year. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't. I was a politician in the no. former life. Ah, that stuff is. That's. I, uh, got, I got people to vote for me with free lunches and. Yeah, well, 
but it's 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 good to have that sort of initial you know take charge. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's an that was an interesting time too because when I went to Gibbons, I knew one person there. Uh, I didn't know anybody, and I step into that environment. And it seemed like most of the kids there all knew each other from sure. St. Coleman's or some other school. I went to Pompano High my freshman year. Did you? Yeah. Really? And then they closed it. I was like, this is a yeah, cool is school. Is that what? when they closed it? Yeah. It's a really good school now. Yeah. It yeah. was uh, it was fun, you know? Yeah. They let you out to go surf. <laughs> you know, Second Street wasn't much of a surf, but it was yeah. fun. You know? Gibbons let you out to surf, too, or at least. Uh, yeah. At least that's the way I looked at it. I kind of quieted down at Gibbons. I got into, yeah. I got into long distance running, and that just makes people weird. You do 100 miles on the, on the in a week. You know, yeah, you real within yourself, then? Yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of music in my head. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to put on a vinyl. And hear the whole uh, thing from, while you're running. So yeah, yeah. And then I could flip you hear it the over. crackling and everything too. When you're yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. I can visualize it and do that. I definitely did a lot of uh, listening to. Un- unfortunately, back then I, think I had Boston in my head the whole time. I love the, right. the guy's tone of his guitar was always stuck. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, like the more than a feeling. Yeah, more than a feeling. Yeah, that was it. That was it was my, funny. I was driving in the truck bridge. this past weekend, and my son, who's six years old, we heard that that song came on the radio. Yeah. That was the first time he heard it. And he was like, "Daddy, who's that?" Mm. Like yeah, it's Boston. It's yeah, good stuff. That guy's got he had a good tone. Who's uh, you got a lot of musical influences though. Sure. Obviously, the man. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. man. Oh uh, yeah. Right? Uh, in Newport Beach, California, from seventy nine to eighty one. Mm-hmm. My uh, my family. The my mom's uh, dude had a uh, a thirty five foot Chris Craft in Newport Beach Marina, mm-hmm. and that was when I would walk up and down with my fishing rod, and every other boat was playing like "Son of a Sailor" yeah. or one particular harbor and. Totally fascinated. It fit the whole element of what was going on, and I really enjoyed the music. And then when we moved to South Florida in, uh, like, 84, December of 85, I saw Jimmy Buffett down at, up at Sunrise. Mm-hmm. And it was the coolest thing. He walked out barefoot, sand on the, you know, on the bars and stuff and fake palm trees. But he had this refrigerator behind him, and he would open it up, and people would hand out cases of beer. Yeah. You know, like 15 and... And, uh, you know, it was like a Cheech and Chong movie inside. And I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of hungry, too. And all of a sudden, these doors open. The guys come running out with pizza boxes. I'm mm-hmm. like, beer, pizza, barefoot. This guy's on to something. <laughs> like, this yeah. is all right, you know? So I think when I hit 30 and my back when I was like, I'm going to do that. That sounds yeah. kind of fun. And I'd already been listening to his music for many years and gone to a ton of concerts and yep. read all of his books. Just dug it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a disciple myself. So, first first band on when I went solo was called the Grateful Parrotheads. Yeah, we do we would do Jerry Garcia versions of uh, of Buffett tunes. And oh, we'd really? We would jam out like one yeah, particular cool. Harvard and Pirate looks at forty for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I I love um and it's related to Buffett. It's one of the reasons why I love your song Sunshine Billionaire so much yeah. because I often say if I won the lottery today I probably wouldn't change much about my life. I, I mean, I mean, I'd, I I'd probably you. buy a better boat. Yeah, you know what I mean. What maybe kind of boat maybe do you travel have? a little bit more. I don't have a boat. That's Me either, right now. Boatless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's maybe a couple add-on features to this yeah. to this component, but um, you know, I'd still paint fish. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't change any of that. I'd probably go to Italy a couple of times more, and you know what I mean. And yeah, I'd upgrade my minivan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't man. know, man. I kind of like your minivan. minivan for, it looks like it's been through Irma. Stand uh, by your van. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I finally had to name her. Which is? Uh, Halen. Halen? Yeah. Or Halen Port? No, like my van. Like Van Halen. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, man. No, we just did a nice road trip in that thing. and it's, yeah. yeah, I love driving. Where'd you drive? 
I went up to Pennsylvania through uh, through like Virginia area, and we mm-hmm. did all, a lot of back roads just to kind of get off the beaten path, and ended up in some small little towns. And I'm always curious. You know, I love Asheville, and it's one of those places. Uh, years ago, I worked at a place called Camp Highlander mm-hmm. while I was teaching at Givens, and we'd go up there in the summertime and work. And I just fell in love with the town, but it's very very busy now, and and you there's always in the back of your mind like where's the next place to go. So, weren't you making beer there? I was serving beer. Serving I, beer. Yeah, I've never made beer. I made one beer. I made a Belgian uh, blonde here recently at the Florida Keys Brewery. Uh, they, I gave them a recipe for a star fruit and Idaho 7 Belgian yeast, and we called it the Sunshine Belgian Air. And it was good. It was Sunshine so, Belgian. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, but I, as far as being in the, in the scene of, of brewing, that's a, real, that's a real physical focus thing. that I'd never be able to do it because no. – <clears throat> There's a certain smell that permeates from breweries ah. that I cannot stomach. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time I experienced that was we went to the Bush Gardens in Virginia, mm-hmm. in Williamsburg, um, when I was like 15. Yeah, and, the mash um, done. Yeah, and that, yeah. that uh, you know, there's we took the Budweiser tour, and we there's this one like suspended bridge path that you got to take from one side of the brewery to the other, and man, it is just filled with that sure. smell. I really almost I had to start running. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna puke my Sometimes guts out. pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try it again. Try it again. You never know. It might be. Give it another yeah. shot. <laughs> Come on, try it again. Try not to throw up. Yeah. No, I like serving. I like bartending and serving beer and talking to people. And I did mix cocktails up in Asheville, like like little uh, hipster drinks that were fun. And this place called Bramari. Mm-hmm. Really good bar. One of my favorite breweries and and probably I've ever been to. Yeah. When I'm yeah. out when I'm outside of the Keys and I'm traveling through that area, that's they got some real expressive beers and the energy, the vibe, the music. You know, I, I, it's funny. A lot of the songs that I tend to focus on or listen to are not always islandy. You know, mm-hmm. I love love heavier stuff. And um, so I'm, I'm, you got one in the pocket for us today on the guitar. No, I don't. You know, that's the thing. I don't sing and write it. Uh, mm-hmm. If I did, I would write it for other people. I gotcha. have a couple of those songs that I've like, man, Kurt was still alive. You know, that would be kind of cool. Or mm-hmm. um, and most of the songs I perform and write, I in my mind I hear somebody else singing and are doing the performance of it, and I can visualize it, but then I get stuck doing it and it's okay but i but i always feel like it could go to a whole different level with the, with the i don't know though i mean you, you say that i mean and i i get it as yeah. a fellow creative i mean you're just more critical of yourself than anybody else yeah um, i just don't look good in skinny jeans yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i just can't pull it off man but there's a certain charm and a character to the way you do it and i think exactly. that's it's not like you said i mean is it is it about people judging like the tonal character of your voice or the, the effective accuracy of how right. you play guitar or is it the whole package of now. Who you are and what you're feeling. Well, I enjoy it. And I would do it anyways. I just sometimes like there's like man, there's some songs out there that could you imagine if this person did it and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I'd love to do another song. How about uh, actually brought, I brought yeah, what about Henry person. Flagler? What about him? Well, we're both Flagler fans, yeah. <laughs> right? We're both historian, Florida historian, Florida history buffs. And best best book on that I read was called uh, uh, was by Les Stanford, Last Train to Paradise. Have you mm-hmm. read that one? No. That was a good one. That was good. Um, there's a couple tunes. Actually, uh, there's a great book called Tropical Quest by Le- uh, Wesley Sizemore. He's down in Key West, or was, and it's about the architecture and how Key West sort of developed mm-hmm. out of these boats that you know would come up ashore. They'd flip them, cut them up, and make them into homes. And this guy went down there in the 70s, and he started working for a company and fell in love with the architecture of the place. But he lived there, and he writes this great history of what it was like to be in Key West through the 70s and 80s and 90s and how it's changed. And some of it stayed the same, but 
really good read and fast and, and pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. And some of it got raked over, I'm sure, by this storm or that. You know, that's one of the things about coming down to Isla Mirada here recently is the the storm that Irma changed a lot. Yeah, man. I there's a blanket of sadness that's just still starting to lift. And when I'm playing some of the shows around town, my happiest moment is when I bump into people and they're like, When you know, I was gone for a couple of years and I took some time off from playing and I came back and they said it kinda reminds them of what it was before the storm. Mm-hmm. And that's Well, that's what I'm getting at before, with there's a certain charm and character of sure. you doing that song then. Yeah. You know I what I mean? So. It'd be written by someone else because you bring that vibe and you bring that environment that kinda permeates around you. Yeah. I, it's, it's true. Yeah, no, it's true. having fun with it. You know, it's, that's yeah. that's the whole point of this thing. It, it, it it's uh it's unfun. It shouldn't. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, just make it funny. I guess. Sure. Uh, how about uh, do you want heavy or you want slow? You want I want fast? what you want to give me, my brother. I, the um, <clears throat> yeah, I heard they're putting a moratorium on the building down there, aren't they? Is that true? I, yeah, in two thousand and twenty three, I believe. Is it that late? I thought it was twenty one. It might be. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not real uh, super. I'm a, I'm a proponent of that, though. Hey. I think they need to. Slow it down a little bit. I haven't you know? put any thought into it. Only be, and part of it is a lot of my friends are, are in the construction building businesses, and they're, they're you know, and I, I think uh, that's something for me not to sort of have okay. a voice on. Fair yeah, enough. that's fair enough. Yeah, and it's a good point too. Huh? It's a good point too. If you've yeah. got to make a living. Yeah, and that you yeah. know, it's a one of the things we, we I, your show when I've been watching it. Um, when I was on my road trip, I watched a lot of the cast and stuff, and I know it's a lot about fishermen and fishing and stuff. And that is the one thing that, um, before I leave today, I have to say most respect to all the fishermen and of the Florida Keys and, mm-hmm. and the people who live down there and work so hard and get up every day because it's, uh, you know, they don't stop at 4.30 in the morning. They're out there getting bait and they're, you know, and then they're coming back and talking to clients. And then as a musician, I get to observe and see this and see how it affects their families and uh, their income and things. And, um, Right now, it's kind of slow down there, you know, and so if people want to come down to Isle Marauder or the Upper Keys or Lower Keys and come down and fish, I totally encourage you guys to take the time, come on down and spend some uh, some energy, and and I will I will buy you a beer. I'm sure. There you so, go. So this one is you're gonna uh, have a line of people outside the bar now waiting waiting for their free beer. <laughs> I didn't say it was gonna be our beer. You know, you get a PBR <laughs> and, a, and a lime, man. We got a hillbilly holiday. Um, so this, this is a this is a hurricane song. Um, Shutters. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, totally partying our faces off during the, like uh, 2005 hurricane season. No, that was the best one yet. It was a blast. You know? <laughs> it was just like it 2005 was a, for a, a lot of people can't remember. Yeah. Was even like we really got hit by Wilma. Yeah. Um, in 2006, um, five, yeah. but yeah. it was 2004 and 2005. Where there was really two years where we really didn't have a free weekend. It was just like boom, 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 I was boom, unemployed boom, boom, boom. for four months, living off my credit cards and everybody's love. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine like if people weren't here in Florida, you can imagine we just had um, uh, Hurricane Dorian sitting out there. Uh, you used to imagine just staring at that hurricane, and there's like four more behind it. Yeah, like waiting and right in your path, like coming your way, and that's what it was like. Like the, those two summers. Yeah, that was. That was a good time to, for everybody to come together. Yes, it was. When the, when the whole town emptied out, we were all, you know, finding what our special needs were. One of my favorite things is I would go around to different homes and play guitar for people and hang out. And we were just uh, trying to keep the mood light. And, um, yeah, that was a really interesting year. And I got to meet a lot of the old-time conks, the Alberries and the Penders and the families that sort of made uh, the RCs and the, and the Bynums. You know, there's some names down there that they're – there's several generations of people that 
you don't see them all year, but they're there. They're watching and they're in the background, but they're just, you know, they're never going to go anywhere. The whole place could be just one palm tree and they're going to try to figure out a way to build a home out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, you, and you've learned to respect those folks. All right. See if I can get this one going here, man. Oh no. It's all right. Breaking shit. We have insurance on those things. Oh, good. I'm glad. We don't really. I have insurance on anything. What kind of microphone we got here? I left my shutters on all season. There's a hurricane coming. Well, I fear. Cause the pressure's dropping. Our fingers are crossing. And I'm sitting like a bowling pin on an island in the ocean down here. Oh, but the island life is fine when the seas are rough. Cause we still feel the rays when we cannot see the sun. Then we open up our shutters To let that breeze on And let's all feel the ocean All over our skin You're watching weather Thinking about weather Thinking about whether or not You should stay here Seems everybody's leaving My bank account will start shrinking Oh, while I'm drinking And I'll Murata with all of my friends Island life is funny when that sea gets rough But in the eye of a hurricane you see a lot of stars if you look up So open up the shutters Just to let that breeze on in Let's all feel the ocean all over our skin Oh, it's time to feel that ocean Here we are again, my friends, another year has just gone by. You're never too young and you're never too old to smile when your dark clouds come by. And smile when the storm goes by. Smile, the hurricane's gone by. Went north. While island life, it gets kind of funny as the sea gets rough. Oh, you still feel the rays when you cannot see the sun And in the eye of a hurricane you see a lot of stars if you look up So open up the shutters And let that breeze on in And it's time to feel the ocean all over your skin My shutters on all oh, that season. There was a hurricane coming. It was Bonnie and Charlie and Jeannie and Francis and Wilma, Katrina and Rita and Ivan and Ike and Wilma and a few more I don't quite remember that I fear. So I'm watching the weather, just thinking about weather, thinking about whether or not we should stay here. Sitting like that bowling pin on an island in the ocean down here Well, I'm flipping cups of my friend Gary Bynum's and drinking beers And I'm wondering whether or not I'm still wondering Well, I'm really just wondering if somebody out there to go call, 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 somebody go call FEMA Man, you can declare my liver disaster area Somewhere there I love you, brother <laughs> I love you, man
Well, Incredible. I would have never written that song if it wasn't for trying to reason with hurricane season. It takes you right there. Yeah, man. I, yeah, takes you right back. I, I mean, yeah, that's when that's when I met my wife was during all that. And awesome. we we were dating for a month. We were camped up for a Hurricane Wilma. Yeah. It's supposed to be a one. I walked through there like I'm a hero with a six pack and a bottle of wine. <laughs> and, oh, I'll take care of you because he's originally from New Jersey. Oh, don't worry, baby. It's just category one. And then that thing yeah. ended up rolling in as a three. <laughs> And like tore up South Florida. We yeah. were in the eye. We walked out in the middle of the eye and everything like that. And then we were out of power yeah. for about two weeks. And then there was trees all over the place. And you just had my Ford F-150 at the time. And um, she learned how to chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at her at one point. She's sitting in the passenger seat of my, my Ford pickup truck. And I said, well, we're both unshowered and barely fed and eating out of Doritos bag. Terrible time something. to make yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, I it's all good. Dude. I turned her. I said, well, I guess you're not going anywhere. Yeah. She goes, no. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If she stuck it out through one of those with you. Yeah. You only had a six pack. That's a woman right there. That's, that's it. So, you know, we, we, we tested ourselves right off the bat. And I remember we had a, she had this old Saturn and, um, I started getting low on gas and the gas stations weren't full yet and everything like that. I'm like, well, the battery is dead in that Saturn. Right. So um, I had my good friends, the Bennett's. Yeah. Right. Nice. They own Bennett Auto Supply. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to get me a battery for this car because that car has got a full tank of gas. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And they got me a battery for it. And then, you know, we we're all hooked up for another. So how much, how long after that until you guys were? were... Eight months till we were married. Until we were, no, eight months till we were engaged. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah. And you know when you know. Yeah. It's just it's time. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a good. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And then I got, I asked her to marry me in Key West Harbor. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's on cool. Sunset. Where'd y'all get married? On the sunset on the, um, on one of the catamarans. Sound nice. There. Yeah. So. You chose wisely, my son. Chose wisely. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so. And she's yeah. got some nice artwork in there. It's beautiful. She does. She's an amazing yeah. artist. That's really cool. It's good um, to have somebody that gets you and you get them. Yeah. Well, she keeps me in check a lot of times. Yeah. So I can't imagine... Um, how tough it would be without her, um, wow. without having like the perspective of, you know, her guidance and giving yeah. me that kind of second eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or saying might, no when it's the right time. Yeah. We have this um, saying in the, in our household called, you might want to consider. Okay. Which um, really when I remember, I'm going to tell a quick story here about a fender bender. So I'm at my old job and the, we were just dating Liz. We were engaged actually. Liz calls me. She's like, I just got hit in the back in the rear end, it got rear-ended at the tracks there on, I think it was, uh, you know, 10th Street and Dixie or Sample and Dixie or something, somewhere around there. And I said, okay, well, just hold tight. I'm leaving work. And I'm I'm a good 25 minutes away, and it's rush hour. So I'm just trying to haul butt there. And um, by this time, the guy had left. Whoa. Yeah, he left, and she, she pulled into the CVS, and then the BSO came over, and um, he knew that there was nothing that could be done. Right. We're never going to find this guy. You know what I mean? Um, he was from, um, I'm just going to say, one of the islands south of us. That's all okay. I'm going to say. And, um, you know, he probably might not have been documented. Yeah. Um, and so he, rightfully so, probably didn't want to get caught. I wouldn't want to get caught either. Martinique? Right. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I think he was from Haiti. Okay. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> so the cop is there, and he's like, well, let me give you a little bit of Merrill. You guys are engaged. You he, He's basically not taking care of our situation right. at all because he knows whatever. Well, he's going to document it. He's going to report it. He is in a different way. Yeah, whatever. So he goes, let me tell you something that's going to help you out even more. He goes, 
I've been married for 35 years. He starts telling me this story. He goes, one thing that has always made our marriage last. And we're like, what's that? What's the, what's the secret, right? And he goes, you might want to consider. We're like, what? He goes, don't ever tell each other what to do. Mm. But say, you might want to consider taking the trash out. Oh, there you go. You might want to consider mm-hmm. walking the dog right now. Yeah. You know, or you might want to consider not wearing that shirt. Yeah. You know, like, take that shirt off. No, nah, that's a good. Thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and, Dialogue. and we practice it all the time. And honestly, it works. How old are your kids? Six and eight. There's a book. They called, don't get the whole you might want to consider thing. They just ignore it. When I was teaching, there's a book called Positive Discipline. And, yeah. I, and, and it helped me tremendously because it takes all of these phrases that we would say normally and translates them into a way that you could say them to kids where they think that they're sort of doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, man, it saved my ass. <laughs> I was like a couple times like, this is the situation. Yeah, always make it seem like it's their idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A bit, it's just somebody took the time to figure out how to turn it and make it good. So. Yeah. John, how are we doing over there, buddy? We're doing good. Yeah. We're doing good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right on. Cool, man. Yeah. You uh, want another song or you uh, want yeah, another Yeah, you know what I want to do? Yes. Um, Ukulele. No, I'm just you going want to me play? No, you don't want me to play. I this want you thing. to do whatever you want. It no, sounds I'm good, not, man. I'm not, I'm not. This thing's so old, and I just want to do strings on it. And we got a bunch of ukulele of folks down the keys that they get together. It's, yeah, it makes you feel like you're in Hawaii. It's beautiful. No. I've never been to Hawaii, but I, I all of a sudden between the picture over here and the, I'm in. You feel like you're there now. I'm there now. No, we're not going to do that. All we need um, is some pineapple. So, I yeah, I want to go Facebook Live with you playing guitar for your next song. Can we do sure. that? Sure. Is, um, is that okay? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Hold on. Starting live video. I'm doing a little Facebook Live. Facebook. Facebook Live. All right. Thank you for your patience on the podcast, people. But we are here live. We've mm. been we've been podcasting for about an hour now, and uh, there's John John the corner real quick. What? So all right, so here I'm here with my real good friend, Mikey Gardner, Mr. Barstool Sailor himself, and we have been Hi. we've been at this for a while now. We've been at this for a while now. A couple seventeen years later. beers into the morning already. So we are bringing it. So, so there's, there's, there's a song I wrote for a, a nice family in the Florida Keys. They're from this area in Pompano also, the French family, and it's called Tropical Hibernation. You know the coconut you planted have turned to shade Like that swaying hammock in all those sunny days while that bimini top, it got kind of crusty and began to fade. A wooden dock, how it's splintering while we all get a little gray. So welcome to your tropical hibernation. Where you live in your life like a working man's vacation. You have no regrets. When you have no expectations. Making no excuses When you're using your imagination Now if you take a red sunset with a blue-green sea And all these purple islands to raise your own families You can wade in shelly water Down on lower Matacumbe Oh, drift right out the canal, right through the wheel ditch in a 14-foot McKee. 
You're welcome to your tropical hibernation Where you live in your life like a working man's vacation mm, Have no regrets When you have no expectation You make no excuses For living a life like it's one big celebration I heard the music is easier than it sounds And I heard the music is harder than it might feel But all this music, memory, vibration Yes, all this music is a memory, vibration All the music Well, it has been around since evolution And it goes right back to creation Welcome to your tropical hibernation Go and live your life like it's a working man And a working woman's vacation And have no regrets Well, you should have no regrets No, no regrets For living a life like it's one big celebration And all these coconuts they plant will turn to shade And all the coconuts that you planted Yeah, you can take a red sunset and a blue-green sea And all these purple islands raise your own family Talking about wading shelly water down in lower Matacumbe They drift right out the canal, right through the wheel ditch in a 14-foot McKean Yeah And all the coconuts that you plant Well, they will turn to shade Yeah <laughs> That, my friend, is what Connected by Water is all about Yep and love you, Dennis. Love you too, brother. Awesome. I'm glad to be able to bring my friends on every now and then to do this with me. Makes Thank it all worthwhile. Thanks Check for making podcast, it happen, guys. Yeah, buddy. Fun. All right, I'm gonna press stop on this thing. We'll finish and ending live video. Yeah, man. So that was fun. I yeah. love that song. I love it. I love all your songs. Are you kidding me? Sweet. I got one for you, but I'm not ready. It's called Let the Fisherman Rest. You're going to debut it? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, I would love to, but there's this one, one phrasing that I just can't let it flow. <laughs> what is it? Can't talk about it? Jose Wahebe. It's, oh. one, it's one of the lines in the song, and it flows, but sometimes it, I just want to make sure the pronunciation goes well with it. It's a, it's, um, it's a poem that I started. It was, a, it was actually a drawing. And uh, I had a friend of mine, his name was Jimmy Lozar. He's still kicking. Jimmy, if I cracked another beer for you, will you play it? I can try it, yeah. I'll just yeah. I'll just butcher that one part, but it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, debut it. it. Right. Debut it. We're debuting. Oh, we're debuting new music on Connected by Water. So fishing rods in one corner, tackle box in the other, are having a conversation over a fisherman who had just passed away. He's laying in bed, just took his breath, and they're thinking about all these adventures that they had. And... Uh, you know, there's a certain respect that comes over the community, a certain respect that comes over um, 
the ocean, the back country and everything. And I thought, um, again, it goes back to the Lorelei where you do these celebrations for these friends that have, have checked out or just grown old and they're fishing somewhere else. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, then, then there's a buddy of mine, Timmy Arcy, who's a fantastic for, uh, person, old conk down there who, he makes runs of uh, hurricane supplies up and down the coast whenever people need him. Well, one time he was on his way through the Carolinas, his truck rolled, and, and he's a fisherman. Oh, no. He's a big dude. And what well, punctured his shoulder or something got in there, and and the message I got was pretty serious that he you know he might not make it. And so I I had uh, I'd started this one for Jimmy Lozar, and he he survived. He's a he's a strong dude, and he's a great musician in the keys and great backcountry fisherman. And Timmy's an offshore sort of dude. And uh, when I thought about the song, and I wrote it the first time, uh, I, I involved Zane Gray and Hemingway and Old Tavernier and some stuff. And then I was hanging out Tidal Wave Dave, who is an avid fisherman. Like, I mm-hmm. fish, but I'm not a fisherman. I, you know, I'm the dude who has a couple beers and ends up handing his rod to somebody to put the bait on. I'm like, I'm lost. Dave is the guy that told me, he's like, man, if you want to just cover everything in one full sweep, go do your homework on on the Spanish fly. And, right. and I'd seen the show, but I never really focused on it. And I thought, wow, oh, that guy really was backcountry, offshore, you know, the whole thing. Jose was the, legit. Everything. everything. That's what I looked up to as a kid. Did yeah, you? Yeah. For sure. I got a good friend yeah. of mine, Derek Redwine, too, who was, their whole family was very close to him. Wow. I'd, yeah. It's, it's, um, that's the thing that's beautiful about writing songs. I don't necessarily have to live all these experiences, but if, but if I can share them from the perspective of what makes sense to a lot of people that are in that, that love or that sport, it makes sense. So, all right, I'll give it a. The offshore winds fall silent And out back The mosquitoes hold their breath So tonight Yeah, tonight Let the fishermen rest A tribal profession A coal show Fishing captain The natives are getting restless Oh, the native conch is alive A Sioux Street celebration An aquatic inspiration Yes, help is on the way Cause the offshore winds fall silent And out back, oh, the mosquitoes hold their breath So tonight Yeah, tonight, let the fishermen rest Now raise your rods up so high The fishing rods up to the sky And you tip your glass When you go through the toilet seat pass (laughs) Yeah, now set your drag Your life is but a test Oh, let the fishermen rest
Some tackle box confessions That are luring suggestions Just play it against Sam Oh, you do it for your kids Play it against Sam Oh, do it for the kids Now the offshore winds fall silent And out back the mosquitoes hold their breath So tonight, yeah, tonight Let the fishermen rest That was absolutely gorgeous. Thanks, man. I like that one. What do you call that one? Uh, Let the Fisherman Rest. Let the Fisherman Rest. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. That and was. that was like, oh, you got another one on your hands right there. You know, yeah. you know, I, I really had goosebumps. Yeah, right? That, one. that was good. And you talk yeah, about that, that toilet seat pass. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just went lobster in there. Did you This really? past season, yeah. Oh. That's where my um, Harris has got a house right there. <laughs> so we were there for the for, uh, mini season. Um, I go on day two. I don't go on day one. Oh, yeah. I, I bartend on those days. I don't, yeah. go, I'm not going, hey, <laughs> I don't do day I'm, one. I look like a manatee at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the funny part about that was I, I sang it at a show not too long ago, and I'm still working the kinks out, and somebody comes up and goes, so tell me, who was Toilet Seat? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, the fisherman, he passed away. Was his name Toilet Seat? And I'm like, so they thought that the fisherman's name was Toilet Seat Passed. And I'm like, no, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, you have right through two rows. Of, yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. That's a real good spot. In fact, actually, one of um, one of the kids we were with, one of there had two jet skis behind us on the way back from. We went down to Alligator you know, just for the afternoon, and um, we came through, and he went left. Oh yeah, so we're like, where'd where'd that other kid go? Yeah, he was right behind us. <laughs> so we had to go back, and he's like, I'm sitting so there, lost. Yeah, he's all on dry land, like, hey, wow, yeah. There were so many so many beautiful cuts back there. Yeah, know, twisty mile and. I remember years ago, uh, folks would throw parties out, out like on Carl Ross Key and drag a bunch of plywood out there and generators and kick it. And yeah, it was fun. You know, good stuff. I really have loved living down in the Keys. Yeah, there's one place on the planet that my soul always kind of gravitates back towards. And I can be a million miles away from home. And then all of a sudden I find myself like, I got to get back. It's time. There's no other place like it in the world. Yeah. I mean, I always say that's the, the jewel of Florida is the Keys. It's and it's hopefully special. we keep it that way. Yeah. And I'm blessed by the community there. They've they've been nothing but supportive and whenever things get a little bit iffy um in my life I can go out for about forty five minutes and feel better about everything. You know, yeah. there's just you're you're gonna bump into people that are just such good souls and they get it, you know, they're not they're not uh, they're not sugarcoating their existence and we're we're all doing what we can to be happy and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I'm really super proud of my friends that have families like yourself. You know, I don't, I don't have a kids and all that stuff. I'm not raising a family, but I'm around many of them that are. And, um, I'm just proud of everybody. I can't think of one of my friends is doing a shitty job raising their family. You know, I'm it's just a, so happy. You know? Yeah. It's a funny thing. I mean, you kind of like look back at everyone now or you yeah. look at everyone now and then you look back at who they were. Sure. And for the most part, people are in a pretty good spot, yeah. you know, and I want to, you know, to kind of, we got a good life, and I hope people appreciate yeah. what they have, and, and they're not yeah. like kind of clamoring for more, clamoring for more. It's like accept where you're at and what you got, and it's the value of that, and I think it's an important way to live your life. Absolutely, yeah. I've got a couple of friends that I graduate that I vicariously sort of live through. Uh, 
you know, they tell me about what's going on in their lives, and 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 they're very endearing. Um, you know, Richie Pauhaus. Yeah, no, he's Richie one of my most favorite Richie people Paul's, yeah. I've ever known. And, mm-hmm. and he's he's one of those guys that he'll call me just out of the blue, and we'll talk for about twenty minutes. And uh, he's very deep. He gives mm-hmm. you a lot of things to think about that are so positive to make your world just seem better than you could ever imagine. And his wife Colleen and all they they got me interested in like um, some you know. Abram Hicks and all that stuff that I've mm-hmm. never really listened to, but I'm like, this is really good. And I'm really proud to be able to sit back and listen to stuff and have friends that are consciously making decisions to, you know, raise good families here in the Florida Keys and up in, in South Florida. It's cool. For sure. I yeah. mean, the Paul Huss family, the whole family I've known my whole entire life. Yeah. Um, the Skipjack crew, um, you know, the uh, Bernard, I see more than any of them. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're always doing a bunch of stuff together, but uh, as far as Richie goes, I'll bump to him Bump into him in the strangest places. I mean, down in Alamorada was the last time I saw him. Yeah. Um, for the Alamorada backcountry tournament. And um, then I bumped into him at a Jack Johnson show once. Yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. So it's always good to see those guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, it's, it's a nice, he's my, my definite one of those connections to up here that I keep who's doing what, what's going on and how everything's yeah. going. Everybody's happy kind of thing. So. Right on. So yeah. you're in the Keys full time now. I bartend Monday, Wednesday at the Florida Keys Brewery. I play music at Marker 88 on Thursdays. And okay. then uh, Friday's kind of up in the air. You know, there's, um, I was playing a place called Pines and Palms, which I really, really like. If you ever come down there and you need a place like off the beaten path that's very Ma and Pa, stepping mm-hmm. back in time, that's a good spot for it. You know, all the beautiful resorts are up and running. Um, things are back to normal, a lot of new restaurants. And um, Saturdays I do Lorelei during the day sometimes. Other times I'm over at the brewery, but mostly just kind of. So no back. set schedule? Not really. The The Probably the one thing that's set is the brewery, you know, bartending. Right. And I'll, if you come in and catch me there or, you know, go to the website, check it that out. So what, how do, how, what's the website? How do they get in um, touch with the brewery? So it's micagardner.com. And um, the brewery is, they, they post their schedule. They have music there all the time. It's really nice. Right. And that's what the Florida Keys yeah. brewery? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's right Simple there next, that. right across from Murata Bay. And they do an art walk all the way to the end. And so we've been doing some nice things there. And I just like being surrounded by all the artists. There's something about it. Just really, yeah, for really, sure. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. You got, you got one more for us before we take off. You sure. think, or um, you want to do one last one to close the show out? I will I'll finish on an up note. Um, there you go. Tidal wave Dave and I used to hang out a lot and, um, we've gotten that point where we're still hanging out, but it's not as much as often because we're busy and he's, uh, He's down in, on Ramrod now, down in that area, and fishing a lot and doing his stuff. But we were we went drinking one day in 2003. Sounds kind of an old song. But uh, we were at a place called Papa Joe's. Do you remember Papa mm-hmm. Joe's? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were at that point where you're looking out and things are starting to get a little fuzzy. And uh, there was a sailboat going behind Lignum Vitae. And I consciously looked up and said, we've been bar hopping all day. I said, man, we've been barstool sailing. And so mm-hmm. he wrote down, well, I guess you're the barstool sailor. And that's how that whole thing stuck. And... You know, you can't pick your own nicknames, but if your best friend throws one at you. And his, his nickname is Tidal Wave Dave, and that's a whole other story. But yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the hammerhead shark involved and stuff like that? Isn't there? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that? No, you told me the story once. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a song behind it that yeah. sort of commemorates his craziness. All right. His survival. Yeah. This is kind of a, a island bluegrass. And I had some stickers called island grass, but yeah, it wasn't very healthy for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Country music. 
I'm a Pepperdine musician, singing about the ocean. Cast my soul in the outgoing tide. I'm barstool sailing, just a no-name fisherman, but I'm drinking out gate this island life. So where are you and Andrew? That hurricane in '92, ghost in the mangroves since 1935. Conk shell, conk home, Henry Flatless Railroad. He crawled across Snake Creek Bridge. He lay down on its side. Well, that Pepperdine musician just singing about the ocean. Cast my soul in the outgoing tide. Barstool sailing down his frill as a fisherman. And he drinking out the gate some of that island life. That's right now. Where are you and Andrew, that hurricane of 92? Ghost in the mangroves since 1935. Conk shell, conk home, Henry Flavis Railroad. He crawled across Snake Creek Bridge, he laid down on its side, it did now. Oh, well, he lay down on its side, lay down on its side, it laid on down. So we drink and navigate. Highland Live. Let's all drink and navigate some of this Highland Live. We'll drink and navigate our Highland Live. Oh, drink and navigate some of this Highland Live. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. My man. Short and sweet. I don't know how those bluegrass guys do it, man. Hours of that. That's tough work. Mikey Gardner, what's your at on their Instagram and all that funny stuff? Oh, that's a good question. You don't know? I figured it out. Micah Gardner is on social media somewhere. Find him. Thank you, Dennis, for having me on up here, man. Dude, I love you, bro. I could, I could sit here for 10 hours with you. Come on down and hang yeah, out. And I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. have to sit there for at least 48 hours. It'll be good. Pretty soon here. So, John, it's nice to meet you, too. Nice yep. to meet you, so, too, sir. Man. We're going to say, my buddy Mike G always tells me, your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> Just do your best and let God do the rest. Always remember to eat, drink, and be local. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, we are always all connected by water. That was kind, man. Thank you.